This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well, come along. It's a Friday morning episode. Now, this might not seem momentous to you if you're a regular listener, but it is to us because this is the first time we've sat together and recorded an episode in about three weeks. Yeah, it's one of our longest ever gaps, that I would say. Yeah, we've been putting stuff out that you've been hopefully enjoying Mm. over the last um, at least two weeks. Uh, three weeks, yeah, because um, we've had holidays and stuff yeah, slightly true. overlapped. I've just got back, Sam, from the Edinburgh Festival Oh yeah, last night. I went up for four days and I am severely discombobulated now really? that I've got back home. It, yeah, it's not relaxing at all. What, because you, so you were in Spain for two weeks and then did you pretty much go straight to Edinburgh? What we went to Spain for ten days, right? And then I did four days without the kids in Edinburgh. Basically, what I did was I came back last Sunday night, dumped the kids with their mother. Yeah, there you go. I've had them for ten days. Yeah. Your turn now. Yeah, I'm T- off to Edinburgh to. I'm off to Edinburgh to ideally laugh solidly for four days. See you when I'm back. And it, and it, yeah, but it's it's really fucking intense because I've done like twenty one shows in about four days. A lot of walking around, loads but of walking. It is around. a beautiful it's, city to walk around. It's a beautiful city. It's a very hilly city. Yeah. North Bridge, which is the connecting point between the old town and the new town, seems to yeah. be shrinking every year because they're doing so many roadworks on it. Right. So everyone's just kind of funneled into one side of the road. So that's that's the fucking worst bit. But I, I walked. I think it was. I've done twenty one shows. I've walked 26 miles. You went to 21 to shows? Yeah. Fuck yeah, five, six, six, then four. I think that's 21. And uh, and I did. I think I drank 25 pints. Well. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it was, but it was great. It was brilliant. Really good. It's not, it's not cheap. I tell you, it's not cheap accommodation-wise, but if you can ever get up there and experience it, it's really good. Do your planning. Do your logistics. I've, do, I've done it read a few the reviews. times. So you, I used to go up for the TV festival a lot, and um, oh yeah, and then uh, always like sort of add on days. So while I was there, I could go to shows, but almost always, I think I think the last time I went was the first within the first month of getting sober. So that would have been 2015. I haven't been since. Right, there's a lot of, of drunken, chaotic memories from yeah. my, all, all of the time at the Edinburgh Festival. So. I do feel it's a bit triggery for me, but I am. Um, mm. I uh, I've told you about the time. My favourite time was when I was a guest of Skoda, and I had to escape a lacklustre comedy show by pretending to smoke cigarettes, even though, as is well <laughs> documented, I've never been a smoker until, of course, this last until year recently. when I've got really into it. Yeah, <laughs> just as it's going out of fashion. <laughs> well, I know, but, and I was outside with with my girlfriend at the time now my good wife and they fucking the PR caught us because they'd flown us up put us in a lovely hotel and all of that and all they asked was that we attended this comedy showcase that Skoda had sponsored I mean yeah. fuck knows what, what their strategy was there but whatever and I was just not enjoying it nor was my missus and we were like mm. they've given us a fucking really flash hotel room in that hotel the Balmoral right so, they could be cavorting in there. Yeah, my rationale was, why are we here watching not very funny... Well, to me, I mean, I'm not saying it was it was objectively shit. It just, we weren't enjoying it that much. 
when we could be in an all-expenses-paid hotel room. Mm. You know what I mean? Living it up. Living it yeah. up. I was like, match the day starts in a minute. What am I sat here for? But the PR <laughs> been pretty firm. Without actually saying, you have to watch. We're going, we, you know, obviously it's really important to us that you sit mm. for the whole show. And we were like, fuck this. So they saw us sneak out. They said, what are you doing out here? I said, oh, just popping out for a fag. And they were like, oh, really? Well, we'll stand what? here with you while you have your <laughs> fag. What brand do you smoke? Mm. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> this is delicious. Oh, I tell you what, I needed that. I needed this it. This is one of the best fags I've had today. Ooh, that goes down rich and smooth. Mm, like mm. honey. I can feel that smoke in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. And then so when did, they turned their get back. Pushed back in then? No, when we turned, then they sort of wandered. Once they'd seen me smoking, although smoking, you can always tell someone who doesn't smoke, smoking. And yeah. so they might, they, I, I felt as if they were observing my technique and thinking. They hold, they hold the cigarette within the V sign right at the bottom. At the yeah, exactly. Of the v, don't they? So I was doing all of that, yeah. trying not to cough, and I could feel this PR sort of scrutinising me and thinking, hmm, I'm not so sure you look like a real smoker. I think this is part of an escape plan, right? <laughs> like in a prison movie, I was going to sew together some pillowcases stuffed with rocks and put them in my chair where I'd been sitting in the show with a smiley face drawn on it, right? <laughs> and uh, no, what happened was once she'd sort of observed me for a, a sufficient amount of time, she's like, okay, so we'll see you back in there in a moment. And I was like, yeah, of, co- of course. Wouldn't miss it for the world. When she turned around... Like, my missus was like, we've been busted here. We're going to have to go back in. And I was like, I think you're right. And at that moment, a a black cab just happened to be, like, crawling (laughs) past in traffic. And it was one of those moments where it was like, it's now or never. And I just went, fuck it, let's jump in that. So without even flagging the driver, I ran over to the taxi, opened the door, like implored my missus to jump in after me and we jumped in while it was still slowly moving yeah it was still slowly moving I went oh the Balmoral is like hey no problem and I shut the door and you know what we did this is this is I think the only time I've ever done this I crouched down on the floor of the cab (laughs) so they wouldn't see me disappearing yeah brilliantly done yeah there's nothing worse than seeing a bad comedy show though I saw one well that's not bad that's pretty good odds mate you saw oh, how many shows did you Come see? on, you know. Yeah, I saw 21. 21? You only saw was, one that you didn't like? I saw one duff one. And it was somebody who I thought might be pretty good, but they weren't. Right, it was okay. based on stuff they'd done a long time ago, but yeah, that's all right. Mm. But I'm not going to name them. But there's there's a follower on Twitter. I don't know if he's a listener of this podcast as well, but called Most But Not All. Mm. And um, he, he's into his comedy. No, I'm sure he's a listener. He's coming to a London show, I think. And he, he's really good. He he puts tweets out with big lists of who oh, you should suggestions. see. Oh, okay. And he's generally generally bang on. So I do a little bit of extra research and then get them all booked in nice and early. Yeah. And um, he, but I'm I'm completely fucked from all the walking around and and yeah. just the the whole act of sitting in a room and laughing, kind of non-stop for an hour. It's like physically exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Burn, burns calories, you know? mate. Burns calories. I hope it does. That Burn, burns more calories than uh, CrossFit, apparently. That and, a, a right that good and kissing. Laugh yeah. Kissing burns calories as well, apparently. 
Didn't do it really any of that. Depends though. how you kiss. Depends how robust yeah. a kisser you are. Me yeah, myself, kiss really I've, athletically. I'm a very gentle and sensual kisser. Yeah. So I don't. So whilst the ladies love that, it's not a great. It's not a great cardio workout. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm 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 more of a rhythmic kisser. <laughs> right. You know that thing for revi- reviving someone's heart where you got to do the pumping to staying alive. Yeah. Boo. Boom, oh yeah, boom, yeah. You, you do it to that. Staying alive while you while you're doing the CPR. Is that what you do with your tongue? Is that the rhythm of your tongue going in? No, 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 no. Come, come on, feel the noise by Slade. Ah, okay, yeah. Oh, that's an aggressive kiss. But that's what some people like an aggressive kiss. Some people like a gentle kiss. There's room for all kinds of kissing. I like it. So that was Edinburgh. Yeah. Um. What what you got? You got anything good? Well, you must have. Many things have happened to me since we last spoke. Uh, Probably the thing that has been most in my head that I've been itching to talk about was my um, my. I went to Portugal, family holiday, lovely, all inclusive, fucking brilliant. When we got Mm. there to Portugal, Faro Airport, there was a coach to connect us to the resort. Okay. But when we came out at the airport, by the way, if you're wondering where this is going, just tag it, this and that. We haven't had a very good this and that for for a while, not from our personal experiences. No. I think that this and that kind of started, obviously, Pablo Canago was the guy who um, sort of sparked the, the, dis, the, the cult the of, of this and that. that. Yeah. And then I think the first sort of experience of this and that in the wild from us personally was me and my, um, uh, what do you call it, hire car, uh, Avis um, experience in Mallorca some years ago, maybe four years ago. Uh, So this is the first I've had in a while, but it was a good one. Um, We got on, we, we came out of the airport and there was like loads of motorbikes everywhere. Like, I don't know if you know, like, in the film Weird Science, when at the end, all these motorcycle mutants kind of break into the party, right? Um, Yeah. There was a load of people who looked like that, but, like, loads of them riding around, like, the airport with flags and everything, right? And sticking out the back of their bike. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? So I get to the coach for the connection, and the rep's there, and she's on... Oh, hello. And she's got a clipboard and she ticks our names off. And she goes, okay, just so you know, put your luggage in. Just so you know, there may be a little bit of a delay in getting you to the resort today. Mm. And I said, oh, no. Because they'd said it was a 40-minute connection, right? And obviously you're knackered. Our flight had been at something crazy like 6 a.m. You just want to fucking get That's there. just long enough, 40 minutes, 40 isn't minutes, it, for the connection yeah. and the course. And I'm like, oh, no. Any more than that. Oh, no. Up. And she went, I said, why? Is it to do with all these motorbikes? Ever? She went, yes, there is actually a um, a parade today. And I said, a parade? What sort of parade? Hurrah! Right. A pa- <laughs> a, 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 what sort of parade are we talking here? She went, well, um... The driver will be here in a moment, and he will explain Eduardo, right? At this point, right, a swarthy man, quite unshaven, (laughs) large, in his 60s, short sleeve shirt, which, of course, is what all coach drivers, by law, in any part of the world, always have to wear. Polyester, short sleeve, button-down white shirt. He suddenly comes around the corner, right, leans against the back of the coach, looks at me, and he goes, a motorcycle parade, my friend, right? And I go, a motorcycle parade? He goes, 
biggest one in Portugal. And I go, so what does that mean? Traffic? He goes, oh, yeah. And I go, how much? How long is it going to take us? And he just laughs, right, and goes, this is genuinely what he said to me. On the coach, there's like about 10 other families just sitting and looking out the window. It's only me and my family. We've got their last right here. He just looks up and down and he goes to me, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> and I think some of the families could hear. They all look worried. And I've just started pissing myself laughing. My wife and kids are looking a bit pissed off. Because to be honest, like we didn't have the fucking energy for this. But I'm just straight away thinking, alarm bells, I've got one here. Right? Content. <laughs> yeah. We're fucked. Right? He goes, but we'll see what we can do. Come on, let's get on. You? And he points at me, right? Because I think he's warm to the fact that I've laughed at him saying we're fucked. He goes, yeah. you, you're sitting up front with me, my friend, right? You're the leader. So I'm like, <laughs> great, I don't mind. So we've had to cram on this pack coach. It wasn't a massive coach. It was a, a mid-level coach, right? Weren't, weren't, mm. No, weren't, weren't a minibus. Weren't a big coach. Mid-level. And he gets me to sit up front, so I immediately feel quite important, and I'm sort of quite energised by it. There's something about his energy that I'm sort of I'm, drawn I'm to. I'm not going to criticise you, Sam, here, but this is the moment when voice recorder should have been activated on the phone. Oh, fucking hell. Because <laughs> now, this is three weeks ago, and I'm like, what I've been thinking these last three weeks, oh, maybe I should write this down or something. This is like, you know, this is like, um, I don't want to forget it, because so many things happened mm-hmm. over the next hour, hour and a half. He was like, huh. So I said, so when you say we're fucked, how fucked are we? How long do you think? He goes, 40 minute journey. Today, maybe four hours, maybe five. Who knows? Whoa. Right? What? And I went, no way. And I went, look, mate, if that's the case, we might be better off just fucking getting off, having a bit of lunch here at the airport and just fucking going about our business till it all dies down later rather than sitting on a hot coach. He <clears> goes, <throat> no, my friend, we will always find a way. Get on the coach. Right? So we start driving, and uh, sure enough, there is fucking thousands of motorbikes everywhere. And he says it's the biggest motorcycle parade in Portugal, right? And he seems really proud about it, and I'm, which annoys me <laughs> slightly because I'm thinking, stop being proud about it. This is a disaster. And he goes, yeah. he goes, usually I would be at the parade. And I go, oh, yeah? Why is that? He goes, I said, are you motorcyclist? Motorcyclist? I'm in the Algarve's best motorcycle gang, right? So I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> the right? best gang, as decided by who, sir? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went, oh yeah, what's it called then? He goes, eh, pass me that. And he's driving along while this conversation's happening and he's got one of those, a bit like that bag that you were looking at for a while. I think you were looking for a bus conductor's satchel, weren't you? I was, yeah. He had a yeah, satchel, he's not still unlike that. Neighbor. Even though he didn't need one because he wasn't a conductor, he was a driver. But I think he just liked the look, which, fair enough, it was a good look. But he had it on the dashboard. He goes, throw me that. So I get it and I throw it to him. Then he holds it back out. He goes, get my wallet out. He's driving along while he's saying this, right? Can can I I just interject? Can we just for a moment both think about the majesty of the dashboard on a coach? Yeah, it was a huge dashboard, which was wonderful. And uh, he's gone... He's gone, uh, chuck me the, um, he's gone, go in there, get my wallet out. So I get his wallet out. He goes, right, look at this. 
And whilst he's driving at this stage, because he's got a little bit of a back route to get out of the airport, we're going at a, you know, a decent speed. And he's obviously got his Ray-Ban aviators on. And he's driving one-handed and he's fiddling around in his wallet through all his cards. And eventually he pulls out his membership card to this motorcycle gang. And it's really official. It's not how, I mean, I don't know, it's not how I imagined a motorcycle gang would be so organised. It was, you know, the logistics yeah. of it was quite impressive. Because it was, was laminate. It was laminate. Yeah. It, it had a photo. Yeah. It had his face on. It had his name. I can't remember what they were called. But the background of the card was all motorcycly stuff. Like motor. So it was a bit like a sort of a rock. And there was rock iconography. Like a snake, a skull, a motorbike, etc. Yeah. So I was like, fucking hell. He goes, yeah, there's my membership. I've been membership 10 years here. This is where I'm from. Right? So I'm like, oh, that's great. And then he goes to me, my friend, do you trust me? Right? And I go, mate, I don't even know your name. And he goes, my name is Eduardo. Do you trust me? And I was like, well, I said, it's a strange question because I've just got on, on your coach and I don't know where this is leading. Right, you're saying, yeah. do I trust you? If I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, if I just say yes, just to fucking whatever to get through mm. this, he might say, right now, in that case, I'm going to take your wife and children away with me for a while. Mm. You said you trust me, right? <laughs> so I said, all right, fuck it, I trust you. And he goes, I'll okay. take them. He goes, I'm going to take. I take your. Spe- I lived in the Algarve my whole life. I take your special route. You're not going to believe it. Right, and he goes. If you trust <laughs> at me, at this point, there's just you and him. The other passengers, yeah. Are, no, but are I said, I said to him, away. Well, the thing is, I said, I'm sort of all right with it. I said because I'd rather keep moving rather than sit in traffic. I said, but there's a load of other families here. I look around. And he goes, Don't worry about them. You up the front. You trust me. So he's appointed me as a spokesperson for all these other fucking families. I'm not even spoken yeah. to. So I went, all right, fine. So basically, he started driving around the back streets of Faro. And I'm like making conversation at this stage. And I've gone, uh, all right, so you live in the Algarve, dude? Yeah, I got a great place. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, I live on my own. I have women sometimes, but I live on my own. It's a great place, right in the centre of town. You wouldn't believe the area. And I go, oh, that's nice. He goes, you want to see it? And I go, what now? And he goes, yeah, it's not far. And I go, is it on on the route? And he goes, well, uh, he goes, it's five minute detour, right? Pretty much. I go, he goes, five minute. And I go, well, I don't know. He goes, don't worry, my friend, I show you. He's driven me to his fucking apartment. There's loads of people on this coach, right? He's driven. Can and, they hear this conversation as well? Can well, I didn't it? know. As it transpired, jumping to the end of the story, they at least one of the families heard everything, yeah. right? Yeah. But thank God. They were entertained, right? And so that, but I didn't know because I felt awkward to them. So he's like, but I didn't agree. I didn't say, yes, I want to see your apartment. I said, well, look, I, I don't know. You you know where we're going. I don't know where we're going. Yeah, it's five minutes. We drive, we're driving like, I thought it must be on a main road. It's not. It's in like, there's little roads and he's driving this massive fucking coach just to drive <laughs> me past his apartment. He goes, look, up there, you see? That balcony, that's my apartment. And I'm like, oh, great, mate. <laughs> Great, that's lovely. And he's going, see? And he's like checking out. You see, you look. You look at the right one, the second one. I go, yeah, all right, yeah. You see this area? And I go, nice area, is it? He goes, nice area? Put it this way. Six-minute walk to the bank. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I go, wow. No, no. The, the word beginning with B that I was expecting there was beach. I'll be honest. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't expecting bank. Exactly. And then I go, you, have you got a, um, have you got a Eduardo? I said, have you got a nice sort of coffee bar that you that you go to, like for your coffee in yeah. the morning? He goes, of course, my friend. And I go, <laughs> is it that one? There's one right opposite his thing, right? Yeah. And he, I point at it, I go, is it that one, is it? And he looks at me like a man goes, no, that one's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you a cunt? <laughs> of course it's not that one. So I go, oh, all right. That's all right to me. He goes, no, it's shit. I'll show you my one. I go, no, no, no. He does another detour to show me his coffee bar. I mean, I was only making small to go, that one. Looks exactly like the one he deemed shit, right? Anyway. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-Q for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Jalapeño. Then we're like, then I look, he goes, let's have some music. Right? And I look, and he's got a CD player on the coach, right? And, you know, one of those front-loading CD players, which I hadn't seen in a while. And on the digital display... Almost inevitably, it says the best of dire straits, right? <laughs> so I've taken a snap of that surreptitiously on my phone yeah. and sent it to my wife who sat up the back, right? She sat at the back, my daughter, <laughs> and I just sent it to her. And I said, fucking, he's got the soundtrack sorted. And she was like, I know, I can hear it. Perfect music for when you first arrived on holiday, which in a weird <clears> sense it is. Because it reminds you of being on a holiday in the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we're driving along, and by this stage, because he's taken us this back route, we have got onto a motorway, and it's pretty open road, so he's flooring it, right? We're going like 80, 90 kilometers per hour, right? Yeah. Obviously, one-handed driving. He's been fucking around with his wallet for the motorbike card and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And he's telling me all sorts of different stories about his love life, this, that, and the other, and he's gone. You like dire straits? And I go, yeah, of course. Who doesn't? They go, he goes, my favourite fucking band of all time. What a band. And I go, yeah, they're, they are a fucking good band, right? And he's like, and he's and I, and I, he goes, oh, I've seen them. I've seen them in uh, Lisbon. 
I seen them in Amsterdam. I fly all over, see them. And I go, yeah, brilliant. And uh, then we carry on driving. And while he's telling me all this stuff, once in a while, right, a song will come on. Like, let's say it's like Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah. And he's got big, meaty truck uh, coach driver arms. You know the sort, right? I do, yeah. And while we're driving along at 80 or 90, a song will start and he'll go, fucking hell, Sam, Samuel. Feel, feel my arm, right? And he holds his arm out to me and he goes, you feel the hairs? They stand up because of this song. That's how they made me feel, right? And I'm yeah. like, and I had to fit and go, feel. And I thought it was like, you know, you think it's rhetorical, but it wasn't. He really was like, so I had to feel his arm to check. And the, the hairs on his arm were standing up, mm. Andy. I can't lie. Yeah. It was like, but then like that would carry on. So like 20 minutes later, we'd be having some other talk about like the local economy. For example, right? Oh, I have to work. That's why I'm not at the parade. You know, summer, they're not work here all year round. The tuna industry, fucked. The tuna, they don't come here no more, right? He didn't know. Did he know why? That was a separate tangent. These were the sort of conversations I was having. Like, we had a half hour chat about fucking tuna fish, right? They go, the tuna, they don't the come no more. The tuna don't come no more. They, they don't come. Things to do. They don't come no more. <laughs> The tuna industry fucked. I don't know why. It's all tourism now. <laughs> I gotta work in summer, right? That's why I not go to the parade. The tuna, the tuna now go to North Africa now. It's cheaper goes, for them. Yeah, it's cheaper, nicer, cheaper, <laughs> easier. That's <Less> paperwork, <laughs> right? Less deregulation. Morocco. <laughs> you know what tuna are like? They do whatever's easiest. <laughs> They're that kind of fish. <laughs> Path of least resistance. Right, and we dri- so we're driving along, and he's going, yeah. He goes, been out with some three sisters last night. The oldest one, she's sixty, but let me tell you, she's still nice. You know, some women that get sixty, they're not nice she's no still, more. She's still, she's still nice, bang. Sam. Right, and I'm like going, oh, and I'm looking around. And there's all these like other women on the coach. A lot of them look about sixty. I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate. Right, and he goes. But one of them, she always come round near parade time because she knows I can get tickets to the parade, right? And I go, yeah, oh, because of your... Yeah, because I'm in the best motorbike gang, right? It's a, it's, it's a ticketed parade? Yeah, exactly. No. I didn't know whether there were certain events like, you know, like the there fringe. Might be, yeah. I thought it was like there might the be the IP fringe. Areas. There's a main event yeah. and then there's fringe events mm. that are ticketed. I don't know. Mm. But he goes, she come to me always at parade time. I said to her last night, I like to see you and go out for coffee. But it's always near parade time. You always want something from me. Sooner or later, I need something back. She knew what I meant, right? And I'm like, oh my God. And he goes, and you know what? Her sisters were there. They knew what I meant too. And they say, that's fair. That's fair. He wants something back from you. And I said, so they think you and her getting together is a good idea. (laughs) Very good idea, my friend. They think it's a very good idea. And it is as well. In the middle of all this, then all of a sudden, he'll come and go, ah, feel! And he'll hold his arm out again. Like, it kept interrupting conversations midway through because the song would change. And let's say it'd be Brothers in Arms. My brothers in arms. And he'll go, feel! Feel my arm! And i go, oh, yeah, yeah. Again! Again, you see? The hairs are up again. Right? It was almost every time the song changed. Feel, <laughs> and you'd be having like a deep conversation. They'd be like, "Feel it." The hairs are just up constantly. Then it's all yeah. Well, they go down a little bit. I think they went down 
I sort of tracked it. They went down in the in the sort of like the poppier song. So like money for nothing, money for nothing, yeah. Um, yeah. Walk, of walk of life. I think he liked them, but they're not <laughs> hair tinglers, yeah, are they? Didn't move him, which is fair. I mean, brothers in what, what, arms. Did, was did did private investigations come on? <laughs> no, I wish it had. Yeah. But for me, for me, it's one of those rare cases where the cover is better than the original of Private Investigations because it's all about you know that geezer in Dick and Dom in the bungalow, isn't it? Yeah, Harry Butt. Yeah, you, you'll never beat his version. Find it of on it. YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't ask. I just said, "Are you familiar with the Harry Butt version of this?" <laughs> I tell you what, I did tell him. I told him that Newcastle United ran out to that um, Dire Straits song, which he was tremendously excited about. He knew a lot about football. I know everything about football, my friend, and nothing you can't tell me. Right? So he had a, he had, and, and you know, he did know quite a lot about football. The other thing he, he said, which was great, was I said, oh, I came here in the 80s. I said, my first foreign holiday when I was a kid was my dad had a mate who had a timeshare, right? In This would have been like about 1983. And uh, my dad took me and my brother's on this to this villa that is that belonged to his mate and it was on a resort that i think it's it's quite famous you know a lot of people who've been to portugal know it's called val de lobo right and i that was my first sort of foreign holiday where there's a swimming pool and all that and i goes you've been before and i go yeah yeah i came in the early 80s i stayed with uh my my at my mate's dad's place uh my dad's mate's place um it was all called val de lobo is that still going yeah, I mean, Ronald Koeman's still got his place there. <laughs> Which I found hilarious. Just the casual way he said it as if, like, of course, you know Ronald Koeman was there, right? Was that, in fact, was that your dad's mate, Ronald Koeman? Yeah, I found the law while Ronald Koeman's still got his place there. And I go, was that when, was that when tourism kicked off here in the Algarve? Yeah, it used to be a secret, only Portuguese people. But you know what it's like. Once Cliff Richard and Bonnie Tyler got their places here, everyone wanted to come. <laughs> right? The king and queen. And I said, is that it? He goes, yeah, you don't know that? Cliff Richard and Bonnie Tyler, they kicked the whole thing off in the late 70s. They both do magazine interviews talking about they got villas in the Algarve. Next thing you know, whole Algarve filled Boom. with English. <laughs> but uh i i didn't want to pick him up because i mean he was just one of those guys you just had to let him talk right it was like yeah. he had no he didn't ask me a single question but that was fine with me but i did think to myself hang on a minute bonnie tyler late 70s but i i always my first awareness of bonnie tyler was when she did holding out for a hero right and total eclipse of the i'm gonna heart. turn into tune machine mode here um bonnie tyler had a hit in 1979 i think or lost in france Right. Okay. So, well, it should have been oh, lost in that, Portugal. His, he might have his dates wrong. You know, he was very clear. He said in the late seventies, Cliff Richard right. and Bonnie Tyler both gave separate magazine interviews in which they mentioned <laughs> villas on the Algarve. Did he right. name the magazine? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have copies here. Yeah. Ah, it was a Laminated. game changer. It was a game changer for tourism <laughs> in this region. Overnight, nothing was the same again. Positives, negatives, ah, it all weighs itself out. <laughs> what can you do? You can't go back. No, in a way, we have a lot to thank them for. But let me tell you, Samuel, we have a lot to be angry with Cliff Richard and Bonnie Tyler about as well. And that is an anger we will never forget. Never. <laughs> they have both now moved away. 
because we began to march on their homes. <laughs> Uh, many people blame them for the tuna leaving leaving our seas. <laughs> the, the motorbike festival used to march on their homes <laughs> on wheels. So that was that was him. I'm sure there's other shit he said that I can't remember. But on top of that, there was one other this and that where on the Thursday, about fifth day, I was there. I I got a bit. I started to feel a little bit ill, mate, and. Uh, I was worried. I had a pain in my ear. I was shivering. I had a fever. So yeah. I thought, fucking hell, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. So I got a cab into the town to some medical centre, which was in a shopping mall, right? It was quite a nice mm. place. And they kept me waiting for a while. And then eventually I came in to see this doctor. And he was like a sort of a, a jolly, quite handsome man. White coat, loads of certificates on his wall. I sit down and he goes to me, So... Mr. Samuel, everyone called me Samuel there, right? <laughs> Mr. Samuel, tell me this. Why are you here sitting with me and not on the fucking beach? <laughs> That's what he said to me, he's a fucking doctor. <laughs> so I told him all of my symptoms and he goes, right, let's have a look in your ear, right? So he looks in both ears, he goes, fucking hell. And I go, what? He goes, I can't see in that. You got too much bloody wax in them. Come on, we'll get it out. Come to me, come with me, right? So we go into another room. There's a male nurse there. He's obviously his mate, and they're having loads of banter in Portuguese, right? He goes, "Okay, let's get your ears cleared out first thing first. So I don't know if you've ever had your ears syringed, Andy, but it's a peculiar experience. I've had it. Once I haven't before. had it done. No, no. It's sort of, it's it's nice and nasty at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, bit like being. It's I've heard it's disorientating once once the wax is out and you've got like oh, enhanced hearing. Yeah, suddenly you're in like yeah, you feel like you've got dog hearing, <laughs> right? Is Bat this, hearing. Is this why is this why your headphones are always leaking when we record these episodes because you've had too possibly. much wax in there? Po- possibly. Oh. But anyway, he goes right and he gets this big sort of pump, fills it with hot water. And he goes, Oof. I pump it in this ear. He goes. But with you, I watch out. It's probably going to squirt out the other one. <laughs> he only just met me, the cunt. <laughs> he goes, don't worry. That's just a little joke we do on people. Uh, I don't, and he's doing all this. We don't, we don't mean it personally. Right? And then he squirt this fucking water in my hair. It was like, in my ear. It was like boiling. It must have been 100 degrees. He goes, ah! He goes, what the matter, my friend? I go, the fucking water's boiling, aren't you nutter? He goes, don't worry, it's over now. Look at this. And he holds this fucking horrible dish in front of me, full of earwax. It was a quite unbelievable. Whoa. Big lump of it, wow. like a pebble. That was disgusting. He goes, okay, that's part one. Now let, let's take a closer look. And he takes closer. He goes, right. And then he tested me for COVID. He goes, I don't know what the hell's the matter with you, but you're on holiday, so I don't want to take any chances. I'm going to give you some antibiotics. He goes, maybe, he goes, You've been going to the toilet a lot? I said, I've been pissing non-stop. He goes, ah, yeah, probably kidney infection. i tell you what I do. I'll give you some strong antibiotics. It's solve it. He goes, and also, I'll give you these painkillers. So if your ear still hurts, take these. Take them two every few hours. And I go, all right. So I, go, so I leave. I get the prescription. I go back. I take the antibiotics and within a couple of hours, I'm starting to feel a bit better already, right? Sometimes antibiotics mm. works like that. But then I go back to the room in the evening for a little lie down before my dinner. 
And I thought, fuck it, I'll take a couple of these painkillers as well. Right? They were big red things. They didn't look like painkillers I'd ever seen before. So I took them. And straight away, I started to feel worse. The shivers came back and I felt really peculiar. So after about half hour of this, I googled the name of these painkillers, right? And (laughs) I looked it up and it said, these painkillers have been illegal in the US and UK since the mid-70s. Right. <laughs> it goes for, for their links for their links to um heart attacks and this is the funniest bit kidney disease i was like the kid just told me the bloke just told me i had a fucking kidney infection right so i've got a mate who's a um she she sits she goes she's one of my mates from west ham she's a very senior kidney specialist right she's a oh, consultant good. right helpful I've known her for years since she was a student doctor, but now she's like, so like, I te- I don't call in many favours from her because I don't like to be honest with you. You've got a mate who's a doctor, so you're constantly texting. But I texted her and I went, Becky, listen. And I told her the old story. I said, this bloke in Portugal just told me I've got a kidney infection and then he's prescribed me these. What'd you make of that? She looked at me and she went, fuck's sake. I didn't know you could, I, d- I thought they were just illegal globally. I said, not in fucking Portugal. <laughs> she's like, don't take any more of them. <laughs> She went, plus, there's no way you've got a fucking kidney infection. Like, she just she said, it's just no, you just haven't fucking got one. That's mad, right? Don't take oh. any more of those fucking pills. She went, maybe carry on taking the antibiotics, but not those fucking pills. Because you haven't got a kidney infection, but if you do, that will definitely, like, make it worse, right? So I was like, fucking hell, this bloke's a nutter. Um, so I stopped taking them and eventually the antibiotics got me better. But the, the funny twist to the story was when I came back to the room that evening after dinner, there was a note in an envelope in my room and I opened it and it was a reception and it said, Dear Mr. Delaney, we just had a call from the medical centre in town saying that you received treatment from the doctor and then just fucked off without paying. Right. Ah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I thought that's how it worked. And they go, NHS, and they said, "I've got the little card." So I went, I went to see them at the reception, and they were German. This resort, it was all run by Germans, and they go, "Oh yes, don't worry. It is very common with our British visitors to always <laughs> yeah. leave medical centres without paying." And I go, "Is it?" <laughs> and they go, "Yes, because you're British, you never pay for your healthcare. Yes, so it is, and it is natural for you to just get your treatment and leave. We all find it very amusing." And I said, so the medical centre aren't fucked off. They said, no, they said it happens like 50% of all British patients. And the doctor always forgets to say as you're leaving, by the way, when you leave, you have to go to the reception and pay them, right? Like when you've had a massage or something or whatever, fucking haircut, right? And it's like just the Brits just get up and it's like, they go, it's like getting up when you've had a haircut and going, cheers for that, ta-da, and just walking out (laughs) and breezing out without paying. (laughs) So I had to send someone back to fucking pay the cunt. But yeah, that was my other diss and that. So I had a diss and that doctor and I had a diss and that coach driver and uh, they were both great value for money. The, the the doctor and his pal probably high-fived each other after you'd walked out with those kidney infection tablets yeah. that were banned. Silly bastard. <laughs> ah, we need to get shot of them. The F- thing that scared me the most English. was that they were banned in America, <laughs> right? Because if, if you've, I just finished reading a book about the opioid crisis. Uh, um, yeah. And I, you know, and you, you, anything you've ever seen or read about the opioid crisis lets you know that you can pretty much get any pill 
fucking legal in America. I mean, it's like Mexico. Mm. It's like the fucking Wild West. Like, they sign mm. off any shit as long as Big Pharma pay the fucking regulators and their fucking backhanders, right? So I'm like, never mind it being illegal in Britain. This shit's illegal in America. How dangerous does it have to fucking be? <laughs> <laughs> the drug blizzard of America. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we'll leave it there. Um, if we've got any other holiday anecdotes to talk about, we'll make notes. Yeah, and, there's um, some other stuff which uh, we'll deliver on Monday. Monday's, Monday's episode might be slightly special, but you find out more about that when it happens. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, very quickly, the Airbnb that I stayed in. Yeah. In Where? Spain in, for Edinburgh. 10 days. In Spain. Oh. It was like a villa. Because it was, it was meant to be... Uh, me, two kids, and my parents, because it was supposed to celebrate my parents' 50th wedding anniversary, which happened in 2020. Oh. I was going to take them away in 2020, obviously. Yeah, I remember that, actually, happen. when you were going to take them away in 2020. Um, and we got, uh, we put it back and put it back till, till this year. And in the end, my mum wasn't very well and they couldn't go. Right. So we're going to try and source something else out in the future. But this Airbnb, it wasn't cheap, Sam. It was for yeah. five of us. There was a pool, special yeah. occasion. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a glimpse of your pool because we recorded a video message for someone while we were both in our respective holiday rigs and you were in the pool, which is just a reminder to anyone out there, that's the level of content you can get if you you pay a very small amount, really. I mean, we should have charged that guy more considering you were topless in a swimming pool. Yeah, I mean, we could do them and I could do one in the bath if people want that. I'll do it at the local council pool. I don't mind going down there. But anyway, this Airbnb, right, wasn't cheap. Yeah. One towel per person for 10 days. For 10 days? That's shit, man. Yeah. One toilet roll per person for 10 days. Fuck it. Well, well, when you're on holiday with that foreign food as well, that's a... Well, You're going to yeah. be needing a lot more. I like to... When I go on holiday, I like to shit with impunity. Oh, yeah. I don't like to be held back. No, it's one I of like, the best things be about being on holiday. Yeah. Didn't, you can really just someone else's relax. It's on into, someone else's dime, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Shitting someone in someone else's, else's plumbing. <clears throat> I call it. Sh- I call it shitting off the clock. Exactly. That's part. That's what a holiday's all about. Yeah. What half a roll of kitchen towel in the kitchen? Well, I've got to leave a review for this place. Do I go in studs up? I think you should definitely say that because it's fair. Because I think the thing about Airbnb is, is that it is important that everyone's honest about each other because that's what makes it work, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I'd, I've yeah. never really had a. I can't think of a bad bit. I've got. I've been lucky on the whole, but I always appreciate when people leave me a nice review. Um, yeah. But I think you know you're within your rights to politely. But go. they've already written their review of me because I, I, I can't was, see it till I've done mine of them. So they, think, theirs, is, I, I theirs mean, is locked in. But was it, were, the, were there good things about it? It was, was a lovely yeah. villa. It was yeah. beautiful. So yeah, that's it was fine. Great. So you go blah blah blah. Really I'll, good. I mentioned that. My only thing is there should have been more towels and more toilet roll. The hospitality was one out of five because it just felt as though, mm. you know, there yeah. you go, fucking. Once you've had a shit, there you go, English. Up the shop and buy some more bog room. How much you need to shit anyway? Come on. Fuck I had all you eat you? out there is fucking hard boiled eggs anyway. You're all bonged up. <clears throat> I don't know whether it's part of the Airbnb culture. You get a minimum of what you need, and then you're supposed to prefer. But one towel. I think, I think the towel, the toilet roll, fair enough. 
because you're there for 10 days, you've got to go and buy your own. You know, you, part, I mean, I love going to the Super Mercado. It's one of the great oh, joys too, of holiday, like, isn't it? Pretty much every day. First yeah. thing you do, you go down and you look for the ruffled crisps, don't you? Big fucking bag well, of I'm, ruffled I'm crisps in some weird flavour. Massive, massive bag of Lears, ready salted, dear one. Yeah. Uh, cherries. I want a big bag of ruffled crisps in some weird flavour like sardine and fucking sour cream. And paprika. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you can get your bog roll there, but the towel situation, that's unacceptable because you don't want to have to be packing towels. It takes up too much bag space, doesn't it? I mean, you can, wash, you can easily wash towels in Spain and dry them within an hour and a half, two hours. But that's still. not the point. Yeah, but you're on I holiday. I need a backup towel while, while, while they're drying. Yeah, you're on holiday. You don't want to be doing non-stop fucking towel laundry. Yeah, fuckers. Anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. See what you thought. All right, then. We'll we'll leave it there. And we'll be back uh, with what could be a special episode mm. on Monday or Sunday evening, probably, if you're IFS. Yeah. All right, then. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.